Hello, and welcome to The Jam. This is for when your life and your toast are a little dry. I'm Joanne. And I'm Maddie. And together we make The Jam. And we're excited to sit here and chat with you. So grab a cup of something delicious. Enjoy the show. (laughs) How was Tech Prime Day? Oh, it was good. I mean, so I got a cast iron griddle. One side is like a griddle and one side is a grill pan. Oh, cool. Um, for my stove top for $20, which I think is pretty sweet. And then they have, it, yeah, like it sits on top of the burners, like two burners mm. on the stove. Um, and then you can use it. I mean, you could only use half if you want, but you can make like bacon, crap ton of pancakes. Nice. It's like a big, long rectangle. Um, so I had wanted one of those because we don't have a grill. Oh, I wanted a grill pan. And then I found some diapers and wipes, the brands that I prefer that are like 30% off, which is great because they don't really go on sale. So that's awesome. Yeah. So, and then there's a bunch of other stuff that I want that I know I don't need. So So you're just going to hold off. So, um, uh, yeah, I was like, Dave, look at these step stools. These step stools are $6 off. And he's like, why do we need a step stool? And I'm like, well, Charlotte is about to be older and she needs a step stool. And he's like, well, we can wait on that. And I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> so it's like stuff like that. I know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even realize it was tax prime day and we needed to order fertility monitor and it was $20 off. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Oh, the clear blue one. Yeah. Because we decided to do the Marquette method, which have you? Yeah, I think you told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you, no, no, no. It was Haley that told me that she's doing that one just out of the gate, which I think is a smart move because I think I'm going to try to twist Dave's arm into changing. I was just talking to Hannah Perry and she and Seth are changing to do that one after, especially after they have their baby. She just said that it like, yeah, everything they've learned is like, it just gets harder after you have yeah. your kid to like, I don't know, track the mucus and track the, you're, you can't like, if you're doing simple thermal, when you get up in the middle of the night with your baby, then you don't get an accurate reading in the morning and all of yeah, that has been things. Do you do simple thermal? And I'm happy to like, yeah, we do simple thermal. And I think honestly, like it works, works and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that having the fertility monitor is good too. And I'd rather learn how to interpret that. And if like we get really good at that, then great. Like let's ditch the thermometer, like let's whatever. I just think that, well, that, that like data point is a good one, especially like in the postpartum, even in just the phase of like, okay, like I think I'm about to ovulate. I don't know what's happening phase. Uh, yeah. I, I just decided, you know what? Let's just do it out of the gate. I asked him, I was like, do you want to research? And he's like, I trust your judgment. And I was like, great. Lord, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> Thank you for just trusting my judgment. I'm glad that you're at least like proactive about it because regardless of when you're getting married, I think that that's one of the things that I wish that I would have done like month two of engagement because having just more experience tracking together, I feel like is, is so beneficial because I do think it's a learning curve for guys. Cause I've like, I've learned it before. I'm not really like worried about it because I learned it in college. I mean, I'm sure it's obviously harder once you're married because I was never like super religious about it, but I feel like I like understand 
my body pretty well and like what my cycle is doing. Um, but and I'm but I'm glad he's like excited to learn about it. He's like super on board. But I think it there will be a little bit more of a learning curve for him. I think than me. But maybe for me of staying on top of it because I never really had to stay on top of it before. Because I definitely think there's more motivation to know what's happening, if only because you're like, well, you know, like, I feel like you're always either trying to achieve or trying to avoid pregnancy. So it's like, well, I hope to be doing one of those two, or I not hope to, I plan to be doing one of those two every month. And even if, you know, you're kind of like, well, who cares, whatever. Um, I think it's good to like have the practice because I do think that there are times, at least in most people's life, where you're trying you're really trying to do one of the two. Like we really need to avoid or we really want to achieve. And so having the knowledge I think is, is beneficial. And I think that once that doing it like before you're married just simplifies a lot of things. Um, and even like women, cause I took a class before, like I knew, like but right. I didn't stuff? have the motivation to chart. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, it was right after college I took the class. But okay. I like had charted a little bit before then and then I took the class and then I charted after. But even doing that, I, you, I mean, you definitely have more motivation. But two, I really wanted Dave to be a part of it and Dave really wanted to be a part of it. And it's such a learning curve because, you know, I feel like we talked about it a lot in college. So I, when I took the class, it wasn't anything really new. Mm-hmm. It was just me kind of figuring out like, okay, what do I need to write down on what day? So, but for him, everything is like new. That's good to know. I was, I'm definitely grateful that it's something that I learned before getting married because it doesn't feel like now that I'm in the situation where I was like, okay, I'm getting married. It doesn't feel as like scary or as like big of a deal as maybe it would have, because yeah. I think it's important for women, like regardless of what state in life they are in to understand like what their body's doing, like even just for their own personal knowledge, like monitoring like their mood or their whatever like it not just your mood but just knowing like oh this is what my body's doing or this is why I'm feeling this way this is why my body's doing this I think is important and for them to identify like early on like oh maybe I am having some like problem was with my cycle or with my hormones and being able to address them before they're in the situation when they're married and like wanting to conceive and they're having a hard time just because of like how their body is, but it's something maybe they could have caught early on if they would have been more educated. So I'm a big fan of women learning about their cycles, even as soon as high school. Like I took a class, I took a class in college, but my, I had, my sisters were in high school when they took it. And I was grateful. That was something like my mom encouraged us to do. It helped mm-hmm. us in the long run. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely something that I like have thought to myself, how can I do this in an age appropriate way? Like once Charlotte hits puberty, like how can I kind of explain? Cause obviously like you don't need to chart like during puberty because it's the same thing kind of with menopause, except not really. And it's all over the place and you, you're little. And so there's not as much, I guess, to learn other than like, okay, like 
let's, what did you, you know, like, let's talk about your period. Like, cause if you're having an issue that's really painful, like there's not necessarily a reason for you to be in pain, you know, when you're going through this transition, like what can we do to help you with that? Mm-hmm. Um, but wondering like, how can I explain like charting and fertility in your body, you know, age appropriate. And I, of course I know that I'll know better when the time comes, you know, I have many a year before <laughs> I need to really consider it deeply, but I have thought about it because it is something I want to encourage them, you know, my daughter or daughters, depending on how many I have, um, to do when it's appropriate, because I do think that it's a good tool to have. And it's so mind boggling to me to think about the women who don't understand or have a very trivial understanding of like how their body works. I mean, I feel like you hear a lot of horror stories from people who just kind of work in the like secular sex ed of, you know, different types of like, oh, if I do this, you know, if I have sex with my boyfriend and then I do this, I can't get pregnant. And it's like, no, that's not, no, that is just wild, you know, but how many more are there of women who just have no idea what's happening? And it's not even like, oh, just this dumb, like high schooler. It's like a grown woman who doesn't understand or has never experienced her body working because she's been on birth control since she was 14. Yeah, it is, it is kind of scary, like, we, that there's kind of this attitude of, like, suppressing your body's natural ways and functions, so you can basically, like, do whatever you want, quote-unquote, without, like, any consequences, but really what we should be doing, and we should be teaching our kids, especially our daughters, like, how to work with your body and understand what your body is doing instead of like shutting it down for your own convenience or even just knowing like yeah that even if you're having like hormonal acne or other like like really painful periods that there's other ways to treat that that are more natural and are working with your body than just automatically like going on birth control um or doing something more drastic that there's there's other options for you i just think that not enough people know or even have access to think about or or explore like okay maybe there's another option maybe there's a option b here um and to not be afraid to seek out doctors who are willing to look for an option b instead of just doing the rote option a this is what most people do kind of thing so are you going to take like a marquette method class like do you have an instructor and stuff or are you just winging it no so we're taking a class next week actually with it's called what's the name of the i have their website pulled up right now it's called whole mission marquette method natural family planning services but they have instructors all Mm -hmm. over the country and they do online courses you can either take them as like a class or you can do a class with other couples or you can do individual one-on-one and it's like a 90-minute class and then they offer for a full year like follow-up consultations and appointments to help you like read your charts and understand what's going on. Um, So we decided to take that. um, It was partly what the diocese of Columbus recommended. They like gave us four different options of different methods we could learn, which I was grateful for because I've always wanted to do Marquette. Like once I got married or like an engagement in getting married. And so it was great that they offered that as an option. Um, But one of the instructors, she was actually the one who originally taught it to me when I was living in Wisconsin and helped me when I was having trouble 
with my cycle and irregular bleeding when I was in college that was like stress-induced hormone imbalance. Mm-hmm. And she helped me. So I'm excited that she's the one who's like teaching the class and is going to help me. Oh, nice. Um, so, or help us, help Arvin and I. So it's kind of cool. They have a lot of different resources too. And they're a Catholic organization. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. You might even just want to look into it. They do like a yeah. newsletter and other just like resources. So are you taking a class or are you just winging it? Um, I mean, I have only thought about it and I haven't vocalized my thoughts to Dave. Because, and they, I know with Marquette, they also do something. I can't remember what it's called, but where you with breastfeeding to like help with if you're wanting to avoid a pregnancy for a certain amount of time, like after you have a baby, like there's mm-hmm. something you can do. Like breastfeeding, we know it kind of in general, like will hold off from you like getting your period back again, but it sounds like there's kind of like a method or a system that they've built around for your fertility and breastfeeding. um, If you're hoping. Oh, like a specific um, like postpartum breastfeeding, like class program, something. Yeah. Something. Or the part of the classes that they teach is this breastfeeding thing. Let me see. Yeah, we took, uh, with the Couple to Couple League, we took a class that was, like, postpartum specific, which was so helpful. I feel like a lot of methods get a bad rap because you're just trying to do what you did before. And Mm -hmm. so I felt like I really was set up for success as far as knowing what's happening. I mean, I definitely think that the the complaints that you hear from other, from these methods still exist exist like yeah the temperature thing can be kind of off and there were so many times that I just didn't do it because I was like I'm not waking up to take my temperature or you know Charlotte wakes up at five I take my temperature at six so now it's kind of like well what do you do you know Mm -hmm. um stuff like that that I think um gets really tricky but uh yeah I mean so yeah, so I give a lot of credit to our postpartum class. So it's good to know that they, or at least like do the follow-ups. So it's like, okay, well in the follow-up, maybe I could talk about this if, if you were already pregnant or whatever, so that you have more knowledge of like what is going to happen to your body. Because I do, I mean, when I got my first period postpartum, I remember texting one of my friends. I was like, this feels like puberty all over again. Like I haven't Aww. had a period in so long. It was so weird. <laughs> Weird. Was it like more painful or maybe this is... No. I mean, it was very... I'm going to need to know these things. (laughs) I honestly felt like it was very normal as compared to what I had before. I think like emotionally, it was pretty much the same. Like on the first two days, I like was a lot more emotional, moody, whatever you want to call it. However, I usually was. The, I mean, bleeding was not heavier or lighter, very similar. It lasted five days, just like it used to. It was like an, your old friend coming back, like exactly <laughs> the same. I, I am close. <laughs> Didn't miss you. No, yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought it was totally the same. Because at first I was like, what is happening? Like, is Because they call it like breakthrough bleeding if you can't prove that you ovulated before because it can only really be a period – like your period is the end of your cycle, not really the beginning, even though when you learn about it, that's what you start with. Mm -hmm. Um, because the, your period is the end is, you know, you didn't conceive. So you're shedding the 
and realigning, you're getting rid of all that stuff. And then your body gears up to like start the process again. So, um, yeah. So they say that it could be breakthrough bleeding if you didn't actually ovulate and it's just, you're just shuddering whatever's in your uterus, but you didn't actually ovulate. It's just your body saying like, well, this has been here for a while. So I guess we need to evict this and get yeah. started on something new. So we need some fresh stuff in here, but I don't know how much your uterine lining builds up between like giving birth and ovulating for the first time like what happens is it just dormant i don't know they didn't tell us that part like what your uterus is doing between you giving birth and having your first period right i mean other than like healing and stuff like obviously you know in the first six weeks to three months it's healing shrinking blah 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 blah. yeah um unless that's probably what it's doing what do you say so yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, people get pregnant. I know someone that lives down the street from me. She got pregnant at four months. I mean, people get pregnant at, like, I spread somewhere that you can get pregnant as soon as to four weeks after you give birth. Now, I I don't know. I mean, I guess that's the earliest that they have record of it. I, I don't know how they figure this stuff that's out. crazy. But, I mean, people have Irish twins. Enough that there's a term, Irish twins. So, yeah, so... That's not out of the question. So anyway, I just, so I mean, I guess it's done with that at least first round of healing where I think you could, I think doctors argue that your body needs like four years or something to recover from like bearing a child. Oh, really? Something like that. I've read somewhere and most women are like, well, nobody does that. Like (laughs) your doctor will tell you, like if you go to a very conventional doctor, like, okay, now like make sure you wait three years before you get pregnant again or I don't know, something like that. I've never had that personal experience. (laughs) I know that they've like, they say like there's a certain amount of time you should wait before having sex again after giving birth, just because everything is, is healing and going back to like how it's right, right, right. But I hadn't heard about like, I don't know, giving it like three years before you bear a child. And I think, I don't think that has something to do with your uterus as much as it has to like build up, like replenish the vitamin stores in your body, let all your organs move back to where they're supposed to be, you know, like all this other stuff that happens as well. And it's not just like your uterus healing. Cause I know that my uterus because I I remember because it's something that well now I feel like a lot of people talk about but like you still look pregnant like I remember looking at myself in the mirror because I wanted to see and you look six months pregnant like right after (laughs) you give birth and for like a few days you know it doesn't go away I mean or weeks depending on you know how fat you are large or frame I whatever word you want to use like depending on that depending on how much weight you gained in pregnancy 10% um, <laughs> depending on, um, yeah. So depending on a lot of different things, like your body is going to look different than like the day than it did the day before you got pregnant, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I do remember going to the doctor, like long story short, I ended up having to establish care with this new doctor. And I was like four days postpartum. I don't remember. Wow. And I remember she like just did like a really quick, like it wasn't even really a physical. It was just kind of like, well, since you just gave birth, like all, you know, 
feel your abdomen and just make sure that, you know, your uterus feels good, all this stuff. She's like, oh yeah, I can tell it's shrinking, but it still wasn't like as small as it's supposed to be. I think that takes a few weeks too, because like right after you give birth, your uterus is still like stretched out like a balloon. Yeah. So, yeah. So even that, I remember thinking that that was like kind of crazy, you know. That is crazy. I didn't think about that, but I mean, it like, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, but then I'm glad too, because I mean, if, if you think about like a big, one of those big, like, uh, I don't know, those wind tunnels outside of car dealers or something, like when they turn them off, they just like fall to the ground. Like they don't like shrink up or something. Oh know. yeah. Those big, like, so like, guys. you know, yeah. So if you were to like stretch it out really big and then just all of a sudden like shrink it up, it would be like shriveled and weird. So, I mean, so there's wisdom in the way that it happens, I guess I'm trying huh. to say. <laughs> God lets your uterus shrink slowly for a reason is what you're trying to say, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah, I'm trying that's to say. good. That's good. No, it's just like, it's just all fascinating. Like our bodies are amazing and we should learn yeah how to cherish them and work with them instead of fighting against them and I mean I already said that but the more that I like learn more about like particularly my like female body the more I'm like holy shit I'm amazing freaking grow a baby inside of me I know and feed it you know yeah it's pretty wild it's pretty wild like to think about, like, I think about that when I look at Charlotte and I'm like, wow, like this is the whole thing is crazy. You know, that like two people can create this human being that becomes kind of like you. You know, I think about that a lot as Charlotte gets closer to one and the more independent she gets, you know, like she can walk now. I mean, she falls a lot, but she can walk, which is cool. Okay. So on the whole like NFP thing and as someone who is newly engaged, like going into this, what advice do you have for me and for our <laughs> listeners? So I do, I do think doing it early is good. I think it's scary to do it early because you're like, wow, like this is a serious step like in our relationship, but I'm like, you know what? Six months. I think that's great. Like I, in my ideal world, I probably would have started the class like six, seven months so that I had like, you know, six, seven months of charting under my belt. And then really could see like, because they say your cycle gets crazy around the time you get married. And it's like, oh, well, I have all these cycles to like compare this one to. So I know that if this one like got kind of crazy or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that is, is a big one. You know, I mean, I definitely think you could start too early. Like if you're doing a two-year engagement, like I don't think you'd need to start right now, you know, like, like cause it's just a long time to, you know, be charting together. And then it could become something that you get stressed about because it's easier when you're like going to bed in the same bed and you're in the same place, you know, like asking this stuff instead of, you know, trying to like text it back and forth. You're like, Oh, I forgot the last three days. Do you remember? And say, like, Oh, well now I'm just frustrated, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I guess like taking, knowing yourself within that too, but I think that it's good to try to get like a substantial amount of time under your belt first. Um, I wouldn't sweat too much about the method that you picked because well, it's good to say like, Oh, I know a lot of friends that have chosen Marquette and you know, maybe we want to start our family within the first year. So I know that Marquette probably makes a lot of sense for us or you just are really 
like it but i wouldn't like stress out about like if especially if you're doing a shorter engagement researching of them all i think that they are all have their benefits and i think if you got like a, just a little bit of an overview of each one like creighton is on, is basically mucus only so if you don't feel confident in reading your mucus sign don't do creighton even though there's so yeah. many people that are like creighton's the only way to go and yeah. i'm like yeah it's the only way to go if you're really confident in that one biometric but if you're not don't do it or learn something learn creighton mm -hmm. but incorporate something else and find a practitioner that can really teach you you know your temperature or your cervix sign or you know fertility strips you can buy fertility strips on amazon people so if you're like i don't want to spring for the monitor like da 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 you can buy them there i think the brand that i've used is like baby something there's like a baby on the box it doesn't <laughs> matter they're good enough <laughs> so um so anyway so yeah so i wouldn't like stress too much over your the method that you choose because i think there are basically like four signs that you can use mucus temperature cervix and like a fertility pea stick mm -hmm. and, and so it's <laughs> and it all nice. of them are like thank you um the, all of them are like some combination of those things so if you're like i want to go for all okay fine if you want to go for one because you're confident great so I guess my like last thing would be invest in a class. Like I, I mean, I've heard of people who don't do anything or just like Google some stuff or watch something on YouTube. And I think those things have their place, but if you're choosing this to help, you know, plan your family in a responsible way, and that's something that you feel like you have a good grasp on doing that it's worth the investment. And especially if your husband is not like, you're not marrying a gynecologist like if you're marrying a gynecologist okay yeah maybe you can skip the class but <laughs> I think it's a really neat way to like bring up the conversation of like okay like having kids and what does it look like when or if or whatever mm -hmm. and you never know like if you could have a fertility a, a issue getting pregnant and you're just and if you really want kids I think you're being proactive in mm -hmm. doing one of the things that you can do best to help you be able to conceive. So, um, I mean, I think that it's well worth the investment. I mean, is a learning curve, especially if you're coming from something like, um, birth control or IUDs or the depot shot or things like that. Like they require next to no brain cells to use those methods of, um, contraception. And then this is a much more hands-on, I mean, I think there are so many benefits to it. You know, not only the fact that it's better for your body and blah, 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 but we don't have to get into all of that unless you want to. But um, I, I do think that it's worth it. And I think that it just helps you understand your body. And I think it helps your relationship and understanding and knowing that like together you're making decisions about mm -hmm. your family mm -hmm. as a whole. Mm-hmm. I've heard couples say too, it like increases their like intimacy with each other, like on a different level, like having to like communicate about their, their fertility and about their sex life, like in a different, like more in depth way where they're like on the same page and having those conversations is like a normal part of their relationship. I don't know. Is that like, do you agree with that? Um, yeah. I mean, I definitely think that 
you do and it's I wouldn't different is a good word to use because it is not like it's not like the budget meeting conversations and it's not like the should we go to the zoo this weekend like fun conversations like it is it's definitely a vulnerability you know like when it feels almost the same as when I know that I've done something wrong or I know that Dave has done something wrong and I don't want to forgive him because I'm still really hurt by it or something like that like those are vulnerable conversations and so I do think that it it helps you talk about you know not only like your hopes and dreams or your fears like maybe you don't want to get pregnant because you're really scared of childbirth or you're scared like this thing happened last time and I don't want it to happen again or whatever Mm -hmm. um and I think it makes you confront those a little bit more than um you normally would so I think that that definitely I mean it adds a level of vulnerability and intimacy in that regard um you know because you do have to be a little bit more honest about um those types of things if you're gonna have like a fruitful conversation about these things I mean I'm sure you can like squirrel your way out of a lot of them (laughs) better to be upfront and honest that's what they say but I'm like I can just hide my feelings look let's watch a movie (laughs) (laughs) Joanne, it sounds like avoidance. I definitely am an avoidance person. Mm. We'll get into that into a later uh, in a later podcast. <laughs> yes, we can go deep in searching into my soul. <laughs> <laughs> what we'll title it why Joanne is an avoider and we'll just get really deep into it. Yeah, Maybe we'll have good. Dave as a guest speaker. Guest. Maybe some bullies from high school. We can have them as some guests. <laughs> We can call them up. <laughs> it's a great idea. <laughs> Lost loves. All those people will just call them up. And they can just, just surprise me. I'll give you a list. <laughs> Perfect. We'll see who's willing to come. It'll be a juicy episode. Stay tuned. Everybody. <laughs> I feel like that was a great conversation. Yeah, it was a good conversation. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Jam. Be sure to follow us on social media check out our website and come back to your favorite podcast app for our episode next week.